You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Welcome back. Yes. Happy Friday. Another Friday fire. Liz and I were actually just talking about how we hate this camera angle (laughs) because it's extremely unflattering. It makes my arm look like ginormous, but I digress. My microphone is like in my face. We need one of those like Instagram filter things that you can like change just because of the the, the angle of this camera. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, guys, there are serious filters out there. People don't look like they say they do. Okay. I promise you. So true. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we need to talk today. Yep. We need to talk about starting to listen to your body because I think so many people let it get so too far. Well, I think so many people don't realize that some of the symptoms that they're having is not normal because it's kind of their normal. It's like, you know, you just live with these things every Mm -hmm. single day and you don't know how good you can feel until you change some things and you feel good. And then you realize how bad you felt, uh, you know, before. And so the whole premise of of this is listen to your body when it talks, not just when it screams, because Mm -hmm. if you don't listen, when some of these signs and symptoms are occurring, it's going to scream at you real hard. And then it's going to land you in a doctor's office somewhere, hopefully not in a hospital, but you know, in a situation where, there's going to be a treatment plan and a protocol and maybe a little bit more ex- extreme than what you could do now in order to kind of, you know, reverse things or turn the ship around. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Liz and I wanted to share our personal stories because both of us went through this. Um, I definitely waited too long to listen to my body. And even then it ended up been like me being in denial about what was actually happening because I had let it gone on for too long. And we've talked about all both of our stories before, but um, after I had Carson, I, you know, was doing pretty good for like around like 12 months postpartum felt awesome. Um, was getting, you know, getting back to feeling like myself and workouts were okay. But I was like, you know, I'm also postpartum. So like my body's just kind of different. Um, and then about 18 months postpartum, I started to feel pretty run down. I was not sleeping very well. I was not recovering very well. I started getting weaker in the gym. I just like, I, I couldn't keep up. Um, I was also waking up two days a week at 345 to coach at the gym on top of Liz and I like working pretty hard to continue to grow the business, which hadn't been happening. Like we, we really dove in, I would say pretty hard that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of things changed. I was a mom now. I was, you know, with the kid, with Carson a lot, um, trying to be a good wife, like all the things. Um, and my body was showing me. You know, like I said, I I was starting to be kind of a little constipated sometimes. I wasn't sleeping very well at all. Even when I did sleep a lot, I didn't feel rested. I was constantly tired throughout the day. Um, I was cold all the time. And like I said, my workouts were feeling worse and worse yep. um, and didn't listen. was like, I just need to train harder. I probably just need to eat less, right? My weight loss was kind of <laughs> like, kind of stalled out. Um, and then about... It was in about a two week to three week span. I gained about eight to 10 pounds about out of nowhere. It felt like I was still working out all the time. I was still eating exactly the same as I was. It felt like I was like 
in a bad dream that I just couldn't control it. I just, every day I would step on the scale and I was like, it's still going up. It won't stop going up. And I was flipping out. Um, yes, you were. <laughs> I, I, Liz remembers this probably very vividly. Um, that's okay though. Anyway, but anyone would be right. It's frustrating. And, uh, and I, I was like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to hire? What can I do to fix this, to make it stop? And I mean, given what Liz and I know, um, I knew what was going on. I was dealing with a lot of stress. I was, my body was basically not recovering and I ended up getting a Dutch test done and it pretty much confirmed what, you know, I knew all along, which was that my cortisol levels had totally bottomed out. I was not producing cortisol anymore because there was so much circulating cortisol in my body that my body like didn't want to produce it anymore. Um, my hormones were actually relatively okay. Testosterone had dropped, um, but my my estradiol, my estrogen, and my progesterone were okay. Um, but my cortisol was just tanked, and mm-hmm. my body was tanked. Yeah. And you know, amazing uh, Amanda, who walked me through the Dutch test, she was she was like, "You have to stop exercising like you are, and you have to start eating more." I was eating about seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred calories a day, but for, for how much I was putting my body through, it probably yeah. should have been a lot more. Um, and I had to give in to my body. Yep. And, and then it stopped when you did stopped. that. When you, listened, that. <laughs> when you listened, it stopped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, my story is a little bit different. Um, so mine, you know, I would say after college and I, I was um, dieting really hard in college, I lost 40 pounds. Um, at that point in time, I was going to the gym twice a day because as a college kid, you had a part-time job, right? And what else do you do? What else do, you do? Um, so I went on re- super restrictive uh, diet at the time I was doing um, Weight Watchers and lost 40 pounds. But as soon as I started eating normally again, or not counting points and not buying all the things in the packaged foods and eating Subway every day um, <laughs> and started eating real food and things I enjoyed, I gained it back real quick. Um, it came back on probably twice as fast um, as I lost it. So anyways, uh, then started my next journey to wanting to lose the weight again. And I was going to doctors and saying like, you know, my my hair is, you know, starting to fall out. It's just like really dry and kind of brittle. Mm-hmm. My, my skin was really dry. I was starting to show like little patches on my skin. I remember Art and I were in Mexico and I was like, what the heck is happening? I look like a leper on my back, you know, um, and constipated you know, all the time and bloated and gassy in the gym, wasn't seeing any progress, um, wasn't gaining strength, wasn't losing any weight. I was eating like 1300 calories at that point in time. Very ridiculous. Don't do that. I'll never do it again. Um, and so like, I knew that there were things that were going on, but I just didn't know like what the issue was. Right. And so I sought out, you know, multiple doctors, different coaches and so forth. And what it came down to is that my testosterone was super, super low. Um, caused by high stress, caused by, you know, calorie deficit that was extreme and a lot of hours in the gym. And at that point in time, I was doing, you know, a lot more high intensity training, like boot camp style, kind of CrossFit style stuff, not lifting as much as I lift today. Um, and it was just too taxing on my central nervous system. And so, you know, my inflammation was through the roof. Like I remember I did a 30 day anti-inflammatory protocol and I lost like I don't know, 13 or 14 inches. It was insane. Started eating more at that time. I did have to change my training. I had to start strength training more and I was only allowed to do like one to two higher intensity days. And, you know, that's when things really started to, you know, turn around my dash, getting my digestion on track was a really big thing too. Um, digestive enzymes helped with that, but it was mainly the gut healing protocol that I went through to help. Um, I had a parasite, not so fun to share and it's gross to think about, but that's what the lab work showed. And there was a lot of things going on, you know, just internally with bacterial overgrowth and a lot of things that I was intolerant to that I ate every day. Um, at that point in time for me, it was like almonds, Greek yogurt, like health foods, Mm -hmm. but, um, 
um, you know, just weren't sitting well with my body and was causing the inflammatory response. So when you have signs and symptoms, let's say like you're tired all the time, like you're fatigued all the time, maybe digestively, you've got bloating, you've got gas, you're constipated, you have diarrhea, chronic diarrhea, mm-hmm. um, or you've got GERD, you've got some like acid reflux going on, just kind of feel like that heartburn type of sensation. None of those things are normal. No, no. And that's why we wanted to kind of run through like the signs and symptoms list. Yeah. Um, because we can ex- like headaches are very mm-hmm. common when you get kind of undernourished, not sleeping through the night's a huge one. Um, not feeling stronger or recovering during workouts, not losing weight, even eating in a severe calorie deficit. Which like, is just miserable. That's, that's miserable. It's Please miserable. stop. Um, aches and pains or injuries that won't get better. Um, like, you know, they, they just seem to linger or always come mm-hmm. back. Like Liz was saying, an increased sensitivity to food. A lot of people don't realize this. Um, if you, it seems like you can tolerate less and less foods lately, that's not a good sign. That, yeah. That's something that is, is wrong digestively with the body. And your body is basically fighting more things because it's trying to protect itself. So stressed. Think of your yep. gut as like a fire, right? You're just adding twigs to that fire. It's yep. staying lit up. You yep. got to let that fire die off and like really do a good gut healing protocol because your, your gut is your second brain. It controls everything. And you know, more than just, you know, your digestion system but it also controls your immune system inflammation in your body how well things are getting detoxified is works in partnership with many other organs in the body um how you're thinking brain fog is another Mm -hmm. huge sign i forgot to mention that like you guys i would be like falling asleep at my desk at like two or three o'clock in the afternoon worse and like i could like i felt like i had add at times It's crazy. Or ADHD. I don't yeah. know what it is, but like I couldn't focus. Yeah, absolutely. Like the people are like tired and wired, mm-hmm. you know, like you sometimes believe it or not, sometimes people that deal with this feel like they're, they're constantly anxious. Like they feel like they're mm-hmm. always on, on like crack. Yeah. And that's not a good sign either. You're probably running on adrenaline because yeah. your body does not have what it needs and, and, and then, it's just running on stress. And then it starts to turn into, you can't remember shit. Yeah. Like I can remember so many times or or it would be like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I-, I don't know. I don't remember us having that conversation. I don't remember setting my keys here. Like, where did my stuff go? I was like misplacing things and like forgetting conversations that we had. Like, yep. it was bad. Yeah. So hungry all the time or not hungry at all. Both of those mm-hmm. are not good signs. Um, really bad periods or like mm-hmm. PMS symptoms or loss of period. Uh, none of those are good either. Um, all of these can relay back to inflammation overall heightened levels of inflammation within yep. the body i think sometimes too people that are um people that are training a lot and exercising a lot but are, look, look like kind of puffy yeah like they have like a layer of fluffiness to them it's inflammation um, inflammation that is what inflammation is and we got to remember that we need a little bit of inflammation mm-hmm. right but when you see such an inflammatory response from the body that's never going to go away until you start treating it well yeah Absolutely. And honoring your body with nourishment and not 1,200 calories of processed fa- packaged foods the way that I used to diet yeah. in college and, and sugar-free jello. Totally. The problem <laughs> is here, like, you guys, we get so freaking blinded by the scale and the need to lose the weight. Like, we just have to lose the weight that we start, like, basically ignoring our body. We stop listening to the signs that our body's telling us. Yeah. And the problem is these signs and symptoms indicate stuff and they indicate not good things happening. Like hormonal imbalances starting to shift. Overdrive of our adrenal or stress system. Like cortisol not getting managed. Like I talked about. I got the Dutch test, but I knew what it was going to say. I knew what it was going to tell me. It was going to tell me that I had basically not producing cortisol at all because I never had energy. 
I woke up tired. I went to bed exhausted. I didn't feel good during my day or during my workouts. Like that's what the test confirmed for me, but my symptoms were telling me it. Hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, both can be, you know, autoimmune conditions Mm -hmm. can be big results from not listening to your body. That was me. Yep. (laughs) Severe under eating, metabolic dysfunction or adaptation, like nutrient deficiencies, undernourishment, all of those things drive further symptoms too. And so you just end up in this cycle of feeling awful, symptoms just keep piling on Mm -hmm. one thing after the next. Like how many people we've talked to that are like, you know, well, I started not feeling well after, you know, this really stressful time in life. And then I started developing acid reflux. Mm -hmm. And then I started having thyroid problems. Like it was all, it's always a trickle effect, guys. It's not, believe us, like this is the body, you might not see it right away, but underneath the surface, the body is compiling all these things that it can't tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really important to if listen to these things. And what I would say is start to kind of track, like how often are these things happening? Like how often are you waking up in the middle of the night? How many days are you waking up not feeling rested? How many days are you crashing in the afternoon feeling like you need to have, you know, another coffee at like two or three o'clock? Man, I remember when I worked in corporate, we would be at Starbucks in the morning and then we'd be at Starbucks at like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my gosh. So bad. I used to always go get Starbucks before our four thirty class at the gym. Yeah. Like we started evening classes and I would have to go get another Starbucks to like make it through the night. Yeah. So bad. Or like pre workout. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like you're just like stimulating yeah. you know, your body yeah. over and over. So what are some things to to watch out for here? So one thing I just mentioned, how consistently are you having these symptoms? Are they every single day? You got to pay attention to root causes because a lot of people think, well, if I just get the weight off, I'll feel better. Yeah, you will probably feel better when you get the weight off mainly because you are changing your eating habits and hopefully you're doing it the right way with nourishing foods. But some people, that's not always the case. I have many clients who have lost weight and they feel worse and it's because they never took care of the root cause issues. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to lose weight if you have gut issues? Yes, Sometimes gut issues make you lose weight (laughs) because you are malnourished and the body is just not taking anything in um, because the overgrowth of the bacteria or the parasites in the body are just feeding off of those things. Um, So we have to treat root cause issues, Mm -hmm. right? Um, How long have you been having these things going on? Have you talked to anybody? Like, what did your doctor say? If you're like me, you went to the doctor for eight years, all your signs, your symptoms landed on deaf ears and you left with an answer from them saying, track your food and exercise more. Well, thank you. I'm tracking my food and I was eating 12, 1300 calories like consistently mm-hmm. going to the gym five, six days a week, sometimes more than that consistently and nothing was changing. Nothing was budging. Nothing was moving. Finally, I saw a holistic doctor and we got down to the root cause some further testing for the gut health, mm-hmm. further testing that showed the signs of Hashimoto's and all of the inflammation in my body. Thankfully, I, I caught it early enough that I was able to reverse it and not have to be on medication anymore. I was on medication for a little while and I had to go on testosterone for a little while because mm-hmm. I wanted to get pregnant and I was like super low. They told me that I was like a woman in menopause. Like that was not good, you know? Yeah. Um, so if it's been weeks if it's been months it's been years you also have to wrap your head around the time that you've been feeling this way like it could take some time it's not going to happen in three months six months it takes time to heal these things yeah absolutely and like have you maybe had anything diagnosed and if so is it something that could worsen like I think we need to take responsibility because I think a lot of times people get to a doctor there is something maybe diagnosed they put you on a medication and then you're like oh well now the medication controls it so I don't have to worry about you know the other things that impact it like my health my lifestyle my food choices my exercise like you have to take control of those things guys medications don't just fix everything to be totally honest sometimes they make things worse 
They make your body function less optimally. They're, they're band-aiding the things. And so believe us, a lot of people that we work with, one medication turns into two, two turns into three, and it just keeps compiling because you're constantly band-aiding different symptoms that arise because of never really getting to the root issue that was causing all of it all along. Like maybe, have you gotten blood work done? Does anything flag? If not, that doesn't necessarily mean nothing's wrong. Like Mm -hmm. I always say, and we always tell clients, symptoms rule all. If you are feeling like shit, I don't care if your blood work comes back normal. Guess what normal is for doctors and labs based off of a sick population? The normal ranges are based off of the average of a sick population. I don't want to be compared to a sick population. I want to be compared to the healthiest of people because that's how I want to feel. And so we need to look not for a diseased state. I don't want to wait until my body is in a diseased state to start doing something. I want to do something right away so that I can be optimal. I can be in an optimal state. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times we've had clients, which is two of them this week, where they send us their lab work and we're talking them through like different patterns that we're seeing. And we're like, I'm sorry to tell you, but like you're showing signs of, you know, low stomach acid, leaky gut. So that basically means that like there's an imbalance of things going on and that your, you know, inflammation is really high because things are seeping out through the intestinal intestinal lining and the barrier in the gut into your bloodstream, good and bad things, right? We've also seen clients show signs of parasites on their lab work, their basanophils, the neutrophils, um, Asanophils, neutrophils, basanophils, monocytes. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of the four or five of them here. And they're like, well, my doctor didn't say anything. And I was like, well, that's great that they didn't say anything, but we're looking at optimal states. We're yeah. not looking at disease states. And your symptoms all align with the things that go along with leaky yeah. gut, low stomach acid, or having a parasite. Constant yeah. bloating is a common sign of having some sort of parasite. Not to gross you guys out, but you can do the research on your own. Yeah. Um, and it, and they're, they're simple things that can be easy, but if they're not taken care of, it can turn into worse things. And then you're in a disease state yeah. and then it takes, you know, medicine much, and longer. It, much longer to reverse it. And yep. so this is where doctors are fantastic. I know some very, very good doctors out there. So this is nothing like against all doctors, but we've also had a lot of clients who have had doctors where they're telling them things and it's just landing on deaf ears. And it's really sad. And it's very frustrating as the patient who's saying, Hey doc, I don't feel good. I don't even have energy to play with my kids. I can't Mm -hmm. think I can't stay awake and be productive at work. Something's going on there. And you know, it's really important also that you start to look to your nutrition because nutrition controls Mm -hmm. everything. The quality of your food, you know, that controls your optimal health. It controls how you feel throughout the day. It controls how you think. I guarantee you, if you cleaned up your diet for 30 days and you really started to eat whole unprocessed foods and eliminate all of the processed sugar, alcohol, dairy, gluten, things like that, you'll know a drastic difference just in your productivity and your energy levels yeah I, I mean like Liz and I actually saw earlier there was we were in a group and a doctor commented on a post and she I loved her honesty she was like I'm a medical doctor and to be totally honest we aren't very well versed in nutritional needs for different things in life like you know, if you're weight training heavy and you need to support that, if you're, you know, running endurance races, if you are sedentary, if like all of those things require different physical, like nutritional needs. And thank God that like some doctors can be honest and say like, this is not something that we are well-versed in. They are well-versed in disease. They are well-versed in understanding how to heal people, especially in acute situations. 
not in like these long-term things where we have all these symptoms, but blood work looks okay. Like we need to start taking back control. So what do we need to do? Like what needs to be evaluated on our end? What needs to be done on our end? One, I say more than anything else. I know nutrition's huge, but stress. Yeah. Do you sleep enough? Are you getting good sleep? Do you need to take more rest days? Are you working out too much? Are you working out too high of intensity? I was doing that for sure. Mm-hmm. And do you have massive stress in your life? Or have you had it in the past? Yeah. Like Traumatic trauma events. lingers, guys. Trauma lingers. They have done studies on this that like childhood trauma can affect the immune system for decades. Decades after it happens. Like if you were abused as a child, if you dealt with, you know, awful things that I don't even want to talk about, like those things impact the immune system long term and how our body functions. Yep. So stress. We have to discuss stress. Intake. Are you eating enough? <laughs> Twelve hundred calories is not enough. Hell, fourteen hundred calories probably is not, not enough. enough. Especially if you're healing. Yes. Probably healing needs more. Yeah. I, I would w- say closer to two thousand calories. I was eating about twenty five hundred calories and working out less when yep. I was healing. And it was terrifying. It was terrifying. I was You didn't I, gain weight though. I didn't gain you more stopped weight. Gaining no, weight. I stopped gaining weight. And I and I stayed there until my body kind of healed. And then it started shedding inflammation. I was feeling better and my workouts felt better again. But like it's terrifying, but it's more often than not necessary. Yeah. You have to understand too, like, are you eating balanced meals? Are you eating nourishing food? Or are you eating a bunch of crap food that's not very balanced yep. and nourishing for your body? You can totally be overfed and undernourished. 100%. Evaluate how many things that you're buying are coming in a package or in a can, right? Frozen vegetables, that's the exception. I think frozen vegetables and fruits because they're, you know, picked in peak season. So sometimes in the off season, you still want to have those things. But, you know, one ingredient foods, and I include meat in that, like buying processed meatballs doesn't count as one ingredient food, right? Like buy the meat, make your meatballs at home or something like that. But, um, you know, look to understanding and tracking like how certain foods make you feel. Um, You know, if I had in my experience or in my situation back then, if I had Greek yogurt, I was like having this um, like rumbly tumbly is what I call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just where like things were kind of like moving around and then eventually I was having some gas. I would also get some like zits on my um, Mm -hmm. face. And then I also had like that phlegm and kind of mucus feelings. So that was a response to dairy products. And so I had to remove those for a while. Now I can tolerate them in, you know, different um, certain amounts, but uh, you know, you have to kind of pay attention to like, What are some of those symptoms that you're having? Are you getting bloated after certain things? And this can happen from certain vegetables too. Brussels sprouts are common. Nightshades are common. Foods with lectins like beans, um, those are common. And so you just got to like track your food and see where do these symptoms, you know, start to show up? A lot of our clients do that for us in MyFitnessPal because it's easy for us to kind of, you know, pinpoint. But then looking to your exercise, right? We know that it's very hard, especially if you are someone who uses exercise as a way to de-stress, to change your programming. It was really hard for me. Like, you're telling me that I can't, you know, have a super oh. sweaty, intense workout in the gym, but yep. my goal is to lose weight. How now I'm not going to be burning as many calories and you want me to eat more at the same time. Like it's terrifying. It is terrifying. And it seems like so surreal to like think about now, but that's what your body needs to heal. Mm-hmm. And the only things that we do is eat and sleep to recover and to build our body up. Everything we do throughout the day is breaking our body down essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so that's what we wanted to, you know, kind of talk with you about today because it's your body and you deserve to feel good and yeah. you need to listen to your body when it's talking to you before it screams, before you're in a disease state, before you're in the hospital, right? Or you're having to be on medication that once you get on it, you can't get off of it, yeah. you know? And so implement 
a couple of these things that we've talked about today, you know, do it for two to three weeks, 30 days, yeah. track consistency first along with that, because you can't do it for like five days and the weekend hits and you ate a bunch of pizza and sugar. <laughs> like, no, that's not going to make you feel better. No, <laughs> no. You guys, we got to fight for ourselves too. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. There's some great doctors out there, but from our experience working with clients, doctors do not always have your best interest in hand in the sense of healing in the most holistic natural way possible yeah they want to prevent disease and so they go to medication because that is what they know not always the best route sometimes can make things worse and also if your doctor is completely ignoring the fact that you feel awful because blood work looks okay find a new doctor Mm -hmm. like find someone that's going to listen to you we have to stand our ground if symptoms are there screw blood work symptoms can tell you everything Mm -hmm. and you know how good you can feel and in turn you know how awful you can feel and we need to be able to listen to that and we need to stop ignoring symptoms when they keep coming up and they keep compiling thinking that oh i just need to eat better i just need to work out more i just need to you know work harder no we probably need to scale things back and give our body a freaking break like you have to listen to your body when it is talking to you so that it does not scream at you yep And the last thing that I just wanted to say here, and a lot of people ask us about this is like, well, what about prebiotics? What about probiotics? Mm -hmm. You know, what about whole 30? What about, you know, going a complete autoimmune protocol? And here's what I'll say there's a time and a place for that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to be supporting your body with the right supplements. We use natural supplements with our clients. If you do have overgrowth of bacteria, you need to go through, you know, a die off plan to kill that bacteria. It's going to continue to live in there until it is you know, basically eliminated. Uh, And at the same time, you can't eliminate foods forever. A lot of the one ingredient whole foods, they provide many different minerals and vitamins to your body. And so we work with our clients to get them to be eating the widest variety of foods so that they can have the most nutrients possible. Yes, sometimes we have to go through elimination phases or restrictive phases. And sometimes there's foods that they're not going to be able to tolerate again, but you can't live off an autoimmune protocol for life. Like one, it's unrealistic. Um, Two, you're not getting as many probiotics and prebiotics that you could be getting from your foods by going so extreme with that restriction. And so, you know, you need to be working with somebody that can help guide you on these things. We do that with our clients. We go through gut healing protocols. We go through different protocols to help them kind of repopulate and start to feel really good so that they can enjoy the things that they want to enjoy Mm -hmm. for the rest of their life. For me with almonds, I had to remove them for about nine months. Now I can have almond butter. It's one of my favorite things to eat on my, you know, English muffins and, or my apple and stuff like that. And so, you know, don't think so short term, like the healing process is hard and, you know, it's going to be an investment. It's going to be an investment in yourself, whether you're working with a functional medicine doctor or you're working with a health coach, it's definitely going to be an investment of your time and your energy too, um, to making some of the changes. But in the long term, if you can look to where you want to be for longevity, 10, 15, 20 years from now, a year is nothing. Yep. It's worth it guys. It's worth it. If, if we've been ignoring our body for decades, we can't expect that shit to heal in a month. Yeah. You got to put some time into it. I'm still probably healing. I, I mean, like I, I really tried to do a calorie deficit, you know, a few months back. My body didn't really fully respond. It was it's taking time and I know it'll take time and that's OK because you feel good. I feel so much better than I ever have. I'm not a moody bitch anymore. <laughs> I was so moody. Oh, my gosh. Another another story for another another day. story for another day. Have a wonderful Friday, guys. Listen to your body when it talks to you. Our bodies know best. They know best. Have a great day. 
Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.